I've dreamed about this moment ever since you blew up my ship. I didn't like that. How fitting, then, that your death will be the catalyst that starts my rebuilding to ultimate power! Of course, that is from the next film we're doing right now on Windley Mania. This is Windley Mania, and I'm Andrew, and with me, of course, is Devin Hopkins. Hi. And, uh... We also have, I'm really excited about this. This has been, like, we should have done this a lot sooner Yeah. with this particular man. Hey. I'm really it's, happy he's here. Is Justin Amick. Hello. Say hello. Come up on the mic a little bit, a little hello. shy. Hello. Come shy. on. Yeah, don't be shy. Hey. Yeah, pretend come it's, on. Pretend it's a cock. Hey. I've always wanted, uh, Justin is uh, really good at explaining things, uh, very uh, com- convoluted things, so I'm glad <laughs> he's here t- this evening to talk Thank about you. Suburban Commando. Of course... We are doing the uh, films of the early filmography of Hulk Hogan, uh, Terry Bollea. Pretty much the big four. The big four. Well, I don't know if one is four. Like, I picked one because I thought it sounded interesting, but we'll get to that in a few weeks, of course. But we're talking about Suburban Commando today. Before we do that, how you guys doing? Doing fine. How you guys doing? I'm doing great. Yeah? Yeah. I'm happy to be here. Uh, Justin. We kind of talked about this last time, but what is your relationship with pro wrestling, but more specifically Hulk Hogan? What's your relationship with him like? I've never... <laughs> me and Hulk... Yeah. I've never been a big fan. I I appreciate like the WrestleMania moments. Yeah. But to me, Hulk Hogan, I guess he's kind of a guy that was... His character was written for children, and I guess never seeing him as a child do those things never gave me a reason to really care about Hulk Hogan. NWO is cool. Right. You know, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, that's different. That's cool. Uh, WCW, but that's about it. Because all the little Hulksters were, like, grown up and stuff, dude. So, you know, I had to be, I had to take the artistic liberty to do a little something more mature. You know, with my approach to the little hulksters out there, you know, sometimes it feels good to be bad, dude. <laughs> right on. Yeah. So I do want to make an amendum, uh, amend, amendment. Um, mm-hmm. Amendment. <laughs> I want to do. Uh, last time I, Devin, you remember what we were doing last time? I was talking about uh, some of the Hulk Hogan's history. Yes. Um. He. Okay. So I said that. Around eighty two, he got the Hulk Hogan gimmick. That is, I'm listen. I'm not. This isn't fucking like Zell, Zellner and Bix uh, and Span talking about wrestling. This is yeah. We got this, a lot this. of messages about that. that oh uh, yeah, people were pissed. People were pissed about what you said. <laughs> yeah, about your wrong year. You said. Well, listen. Okay, so he had the gimmick. He had the Hulk Hogan name like 
few years earlier than that. And then I, I said something about Vern Gagne. I was going to go on this whole spiel that no one wanted to hear about Vern Gagne and what kind of workers he liked. Um, that would have been another thing. And what was, what was, there was something else that bothered me. I don't know. Honestly, I don't remember because we we did it like three times. So yeah, yeah. I, I was don't really remember. There's what, a lot of history. I don't remember what ended up in the final cut. <laughs> well, to be truthful. So, if uh, if if you heard that and you're you know if there's like one guy who like loves a Hulkster and he's he, irate, and he's pissed off, you know. So I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do about it. But, uh, of course, we did talk about 1989. This film came out in 1991. But let's talk about a little bit of 1990, which I don't really know. You guys remember anything from 1990? Oh, Has yeah. anything to say? Uh, yeah, yeah. With Hulkster? No. No? Justin? I didn't, I didn't do too much homework. Well, to be fair, I mean, there was a little bit of stuff. He they were, he did the, a lot of house show stuff with Tag Team with Big Boss Man. There was, of course, the WrestleMania Six with Ultimate Warrior. Uh, there's a really fun show as well. I don't remember the exact date, but it was at the Tokyo Dome. It was like a uh, WWF All Japan and New Japan Wrestling Summit. Which oh, that's cool. A few of those. Uh, some fun stuff. Bret Hart versus Tiger Mask 2, which of course is Haru Misawa. Uh, the really fun match I like. Uh, Jinichiro uh, Tenru versus Macho Man Randy Savage. And then Hogan on top with Hanson at Tokyo Dome. But uh, that's pretty much for 90. Let's get into 1991. Right. You guys know anything about 1991? Uh, no, sir, I, I wasn't there. <laughs> I, wasn't. I was negative seven, <laughs> negative six. When it comes to dates and Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan? I'm, when it comes to 1991, I'm not completely versed. Probably the Gulf War. Mm, that's interesting that you'd bring that up. There was the Gulf War. Which is pretty pertinent <laughs> to what Hulk Hogan was doing around 1991. Oh yeah, he was he was on the front lines. Uh, not necessarily. So, uh, the first thing is early January there was a fun little commercial. I'll probably play. Uh, it was for Right Guard. It's Hulk Hogan on a beach, and he's like has like a little canvas, and he's like speaking with big words and speaking really wistful about deodorant. It's for Right Guard, and I'll play that right here. In trying to make an artistic statement, one should be careful not to let one's personal aroma do the talking. In order not to offend the critics, I recommend Right Guard Sports Stick. It provides maximum protection and the freshest scents, a sublime palette of odoriferous emanations. After all, a true artiste should be remembered for his inspiration, not his perspiration. Right Guard Sports Stick. Anything less would be uncivilized. Right guard, dude. Right guard, brother. <laughs> right guard, dude. Yeah, it's the best speed stick around, dude. Let me tell you something about right guard, brother. No, it's very like, you know how we were saying. Let in, me tell you something about right guard, brother. No holds barred where he's, you know, he's a sophisticated dude. You know, there's yeah. 23 hours a day. You gotta be cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's pretty much, it was an extension of like, if you guys liked Hulk Hogan at the French restaurant. You will love this right that's guard. That's what I. That's when you said sophisticated. I was like, oh, like, yeah. like in the French restaurant. No, he's like, he's like, yeah. I want to know how many takes that took? Honestly, two. <laughs> what the French? Like him the speaking French, French? The French restaurant. I just can't do it, brother. It's not my. It's not my. It's not my tongue. <laughs> 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 Anyways, uh, you did talk about the Gulf War. Of course, that started in uh, 
August of 1990, but it did extend. And then we got Desert Storm. That's right. But during all that, there were he was he was feuding with Sergeant Slaughter, who at the time was doing an Iraqi sympathizer uh, gimmick. Um, <laughs> basically, here's a short run of it. Uh, people were kind of upset about that, particularly because you know Desert Storm and whatnot. Uh, the WWF and USO, the USO, were in talks to send Hogan to Saudi to like visit troops to make basically they were exploiting this whole war <laughs> and they were trying to make Hogan look really great, really real American. Yeah. And he was really uh, there. They yeah. But no, was there the defense department ended up shutting that whole thing down oh. of him going over there to uh, Saudi Arabia, of course. But the, the original plan for WrestleMania seven is pretty famous. They were supposed to run at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, which is 106,000, Hulkamaniacs. But Hulkamaniacs, brother, but uh, only uh, twenty to twenty three thousand were interested in going, and so <laughs> they ended up moving. Uh, sales ended February fifth, and they moved to the LA Sports Arena. Um, I think sports the LA Sports Arena is around seventeen thousand. A lot of people like couldn't go to the show. That's they nice. blamed it on bomb threats and terrorist attacks, but really it was just chicken shortages. And because they weren't scared about fucking that shit because even after this, even after WrestleMania seven, they decided to continue the Sergeant Slaughter Hulk Hogan feud. And they were doing like desert storm matches, Jesus, which was basically like a no hold barred, a no DQ. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, yeah they got to stay topical, you know, also a huge, uh, huge story, which continued. <sighs> For a little bit, but it was like mainly started here. Of course, the uh, steroids with Dr. George Zaharian. Oh, that was ninety one. Yeah, that's pretty much when he got convicted, and he okay. was supplying stuff. He testified a lot of names. Uh, Did you watch the Dark Side of the Ring? I actually didn't. I watched it at work because I had. You watched it again. I watched it again. Can you give a shorthand explanation? Um. Well, I feel like it's not super reliable. They talked to. The main guy they talked to was Vince McMahon's attorney. Ah. <laughs> so I just kind of took what he said with a grain of salt. But basically what it sounded like was uh, it was George Sahorian was like, you know, he was a doctor for the WWF back then. And he was a he, ringside at uh, ringside, ringside in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania. Because yeah. they did most of the shows there, I guess. Most of the TV tapings. But uh, there was like a phone call. And they used they, the, the U.S. like government pretty much used this particular phone call to try to take down Vince and the WWF because George Sahorian's talking to one of the wrestlers on the phone saying like, Hey man, like whatever you need, I have it. Like I can get it. And if I don't have it in my bag, I can get it for you. And he had like literally everything. Yeah. And so they were trying to pin it as McMahon was conspiring with Sahorian to do all this, but it was really like Vince McMahon wasn't making this happen. It was yeah. George Zahorian working and Vince kind of turning a blind eye to it. Did you see the, did they talk about the Linda, Linda McMahon memo? She sent yeah, like a letter. Yeah, she sent yeah. them saying like, I don't want him near us anymore. Yeah. And then, uh, Ooh. yeah, Zahorian got convicted <laughs> and apparently like they didn't tell him what he was getting like arrested for until yep. they brought him to the trial and he's like, oh wait, no, no, Vince, Vince didn't make me do this. And yeah, a few wrestlers testified, including the Hulkster himself, even though he was no longer working for Vince. He was... That's when, when was the trial, around 94, nine, 95? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I was, that's, that's why I was confused, because I was like, that's, I thought that was 94. But, 
Yeah, they're all it's all different years, but yeah, he testified. And apparently, Vince didn't like that, even though Holt kind of saved him from getting 17 years in prison because he's like, yeah, we use steroids, but he never made me do it. <laughs> like, yeah. He never made any of us do it. Like they were all using steroids. There was no secret about it. It was like, but yeah, he had a good attorney. Yeah, uh, <laughs> superstar Billy Grant actually ended up suing the WWF over some. I don't remember the details. What was that guy's name Nails? Nails was involved. Uh, I for, I should have wrote down the other names, but it's it's a pretty like people have covered this. It's yeah. it's 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 a big mess. But, but uh, it's kind of it's kind of they got they, they but they found like a bunch of FedEx shipments. Yeah, that's that's that was pretty it much too. it. And yeah, they they found him like straight to Terry Bollea's house. And then the famous Arsenio Hall interview where it was expected that he was going to come clean and he just kind of lied. Yeah. And, and uh, they actually, uh, Arsenio Hall, the Arsenio Hall show, said they didn't want any more wrestlers on the show after that. And then they, and then later they got, I think it was like Nasty Boys and Legion of Doom <laughs> to wrestle. And then, of course, we'll talk about uh, Hulk Hogan's return to the Arsenio show, Hall show that same year. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, January to March, a bunch of house shows with Earthquake, March to August, Sergeant Slaughter shit. Uh, some fun super world of sports stuff. There was the Tokyo Dome Road Warriors versus Hogan and Tenru. Then the Kobe World Hall versus Yoshiaki Yatsu. I think there was another show. Ah, uh, yeah. October, December. Flair gets fired from WC. Well, he gets fired. He leaves. It. That's a, actually a really interesting story, but I don't remember any of it. So isn't that great? That's great. Uh, a bunch of Flair feud uh, versus Tenru, I think, again at the Tokyo Dome. And then, of course, the Survivor Series Tex- Tuesday in Texas matches, which was a flip-flop the titles around with The Undertaker. And that's pretty much all the wrestling shit for 1991. Of course, Suburban Commando. Now, I originally saw that Suburban Commando was going to be called Urban Commando. With Danny Arnold's- DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And they ended up doing twins. Yeah. Which I still want to watch that. And it wasn't going to be like a space movie. It was going to be like a, a it was going to make light of of a veteran's PTSD, essentially. Which uh, they kind of do in they, Suburban Commando. They do. They kind of do. Yes. So, I mean, a few times, and with two different characters, but um, that's for the, that's for the, the movie talk, of course. Devin. Andrew. What was I talking about? Uh, <laughs> you remember how, you know, Devin, can I ask you something? Sure. What do actors do before movies, bro? Promote. Yeah, dude. Again, he was on some talk shows. We got fucking Good Morning Britain. I don't know the British Good Morning Britain people's names. I, I want to imagine that, like, it was a beloved show at one point in time, but this the one dude was an asshole. I mean... So, I mean, with a lot of the talk with No Holds Barred, it was definitely for the little Hulksters, like all the kids. And then you watch yeah. the film and you and find like, out. It's definitely not. No, not no, at all. no. He's still, like, talking about the kids. He's talking about the demandments that he had, you know, vitamins, prayers. Yeah. No steroids. Uh, believing yourself. Yeah. And then what was the other one? Your prayers, eat your vitamins. What? There, was, there was three, but he added a fourth one. Wait, he, the fourth one was believing yourself. Prayers, vitamins, good grades. Was it exercise? No. Might Exer- have been exercise. It was something about exercise, I want to say. Be, it had to be exercise. Yeah. Uh, there's a weird part. Or in, vegetables. There's a weird part on Good Morning Britain where he calls out Mike Tyson. He calls him a <laughs> juvenile delinquent. And uh, the one of the guys, go, one of the hosts is like, 
uh, are you sure you want to say that? He's like, I hope you heard it. Just very strange. They do a commercial break and they cut back and it says Hulk and Richard, which it was Richard Mar- Richard Marks joining Hulk Hogan on the couch on Good Morning Britain. Uh, they have this weird conversation about Europeans' attitude towards entertainment, like how it's almost like the same. I've had this conversation multiple times about like how like Japanese wrestling audience react. It's pretty much like how they were the British guy was saying like British people like don't like go nuts and bananas like Americans do. No, they're very serious. Yeah. So, uh, but he was being a dick about it. <laughs> That's the only reason I wrote it down. Uh. Hulk Hogan shows off a very ugly wedding ring. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's like a weird like ribbed like gold and green thing it's very it looks like somewhat something like skeletor would wear like it's very weird you're you said ugly but that makes it sound it's kind of cool but it's like that's your wedding ring like all right matrimony brother i mean y'all see like he posted like two months ago on twitter like me and my wife got divorced brother hh yeah that's pretty (laughs) much it i mean it's just you could tell richard marks and hulk hogan really don't like this interviewer dude um Anyways, we move on to Arsenio Hall. He's his grand return. He comes dressed up like Shep Ramsey, of who is, of course, the uh, main character of the film we'll be talking about. Yeah, I want to get into why. I want to get into that, like at some point. We will. The, we the will. Name. We will. Shep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna prop open this door because it's like. Shit. Okay. I'm listening. He comes out. Uh, they show the clip of the uh, mime. Do you remember that, Justin? Which one? The oh mime. yeah, you're right. Well, the the first interaction with the mime, they show that uh, Arsenio Hall says, "I'll go anywhere to see a mime get punched," which I thought was really funny. Um, he's talking about the movie. You know how he, it, it's pretty much like the same talk, like with no holds barred, like yeah. essentially just like, you know, I I'm, I don't want to do like blood and guts, dude. This is super positive. I don't want to do Silence of the Lambs, dude. He says when you come out of sub suburban commando, you say, "Hey." The world's okay, which is very interesting. <laughs> and he also talks about wanting to wind down and wrestle less, which is uh, very interesting to hear that in 1991. Uh, move on to September 30th, 1991 on WWF Primetime Wrestling with your hosts Sean Mooney and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Uh, basically, Bobby the Brain Heenan, this, Ric Flair is now in the WWF. Bobby the Brain Heenan is managing Ric Flair. He's talking shit to Ron Sean Mooney about how, you know, Ric Flair is the real champion. And up comes sneaking behind in the Chef Ramsey outfit. And he was wearing the Chef Ramsey out- Chef. Chef. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> Chef Ramsey. But he's Crossover. wearing the, the yeah, outfit Chef. and then also the band the Hulkamania bandana. Uh. which is a very weird combo. But he sneaks up on Hegan, uh, Hegan, hmm, Heenan. Uh, he talks about the muscle amplifiers. Bobby Heenan says you can get Channel Five on those. Uh, he, the way he Hogan is like cutting a promo, and you can tell he's in like full like little hoaxer mode because the way he's talking is like a seven year old. He's like, <laughs> you know what, Bobby Heenan, we're gonna teach you a less wrestling lesson, and it's very odd. Uh, he's talking about the movie and he says something really funny, which I thought it was. He said, Hulk Hogan is an alien, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And that's pretty much it for all the promotions. That's all I could find. I didn't look up, but let's talk about, let's finally get the suburban commando. That's why we're here. Let's go ahead and talk about this son of a bitch. 
of All course, right. came out. Devin, you have the date. Uh, it was like <laughs> September of 1991. I think it was October. One of the one of the embers. October something. October second, 1991. Okay. Uh, directed by Burt Kennedy, who was a uh, director and writer for a lot of westerns. I've never seen a single one of yeah, them. Yeah, it said he did a lot of westerns, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And that was one of the last movies he did. I think. I think that might have been the last. Yeah, that movie was he did it, before he died. I think he had like a what do they call it? A post funny release. Post post post. Posthumous, yeah, yeah, yeah. Post humorous, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the the writer of it, he wrote like he had the he wrote only the Keanu Reeves Constantine. Yeah, he wrote movie. that, and there was another larger, like bigger credit that actually had a link on Wikipedia, but I can't remember it right now. No, neither can I. Yeah, but it came out uh, number one in the, the box office. Of course, was what the fuck does that? The Fisher King, which was a uh, Jeff Bridges Robin Williams movie. That was the number one film of ninety one. Uh, October second. Well, Fisher out. King was in its third week. The number two was Ricochet in its first week, which is funny because on Arsenio Hall, he says he makes a comment: "You can either go see this or Ricochet." Ricochet, of course, came out number two. All the way in number seven was Suburban Commando <laughs> in its first week. So Excuse you can tell people wanted to see some Denzel. Yeah, this was a uh, considered a flop. It's what the, the 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 insiders in Hollywood. I didn't know it even really was in the theater. I, I didn't think it was, uh, was straight. It, to it seems like it might, it might have been a straight to D, straight to video, but it was considered a box office flop because it lost so much money. Like it didn't even like. I don't even think it. It made came it. out October twenty fifth, or no, October second. It was, October twenty fifth, Suburban Commando dropped from majority of theaters. Yeah, so it didn't like last long. What I saw on the IMDb Pro thing, with where I you can like look up any of the box office stuff, it was like eight hundred ninety nine theaters. Uh, so, so it wasn't a wide release. Yeah. So yeah, uh, apparently a budget of eleven million dollars and a box office of eight million. That's what I thought. That's not good, folks. It's not good. That's uh, no, that's no. Uh, that means they didn't profit. No, they should have made at least twenty-two million dollars. So, uh, what what were your guys's going into this? What what did you expect? Suburban Commando. Want to go? Want me to go? I expected about what I got. Yeah. I expected way less than what I got. I kind of agree with Devin. I'll agree with it Devin. It was better than it. Uh, okay, no. I'll say it was funnier than expected. I'll tell you that. Well, I think it's because the last movie I watched <laughs> was No Old Bart. <laughs> like yeah. I haven't. I didn't. I didn't get a palate cleanser. Right. I should have given myself a palate cleanser. Probably. I would have probably gone in with a more clear, clear headspace. But I liked this movie. <laughs> I thought it was good. <laughs> I liked it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to pull the. The, the L word out? Yeah. You don't want to pull the like word out? Well, I don't want to, like, you know, give it away too early, but, yeah, I mean, this was, like, way, like, I enjoyed the hell out of this. I thought it was, God, it was, like, this was pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> we'll give, we'll, we'll throw out some muscle amplifiers, yeah. one, like, you know, out of Sorry, five. Sorry, if I, if I, if I went, I, I wanted to tell you guys that I liked this movie. Yeah, I've no, been, I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I liked it as much as you. You're I, fucking raging over there. I was, well, as I had, like, Way low <laughs> expectations. You really liked it. I yeah. Really did like it. I would watch it again, more than once. Mm, I'd wait a year, maybe. Yeah, maybe I'd wait a couple, year. maybe a decade, couple years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I'd show a friend. But I liked it. You know. De- Devin, do you always sit like that? 
Like this? Yeah, when you're here. I don't know how I sit. I don't pay attention always. He kind of just he does a bunch of bullshit over there. <laughs> I move a lot. Yeah, I kind of just stare in the, like the dead space while he does uh he does whatever he's doing. Sometimes he sits over here and he starts digging. You know so what I mean? He and, starts and you, digging, and that's when you look at me. Yeah, your balls. That's when you look at my ball. Yeah. <laughs> Pinker than the elusive flamingo. Well. Furrier than the mighty bear. He carries with him, with each step, a miasma that brings all sorts of folks to their knees. Devin's ball sack. <laughs> Hulk Hogan stars in Suburban Commando as Shep Ramsey. Now, how many times did I hear Chef Ramsey? Several Shep Ramsey. Shep Ramsey. And we're supposed to believe this guy is an alien. He's an alien. He's got the most human name. I don't remember where he's from. Do you remember? I, France. I don't, he said well, he's he from said, France. He said he's from France. Like in Coneheads. Right, right. <laughs> but I, he's, okay, so he's basically like, I guess he's in the military. He he just does like these like fucking missions. Yeah. Like he's like a Navy SEAL, but in space. Space Navy he, SEAL. Yeah, he's like a solo... Special forces. Is he like a yeah? yeah. He's like a Navy good 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 guy kind of bounty hunter. He's a good guy bounty hunter essentially, because he was going after like that that main yeah. But what he, was that guy's fucking name? Are you talking about Su- General Suter? Suter? Yeah, General Suter. Who I read, uh, which I'll talk about. I will go very hard on some General Suter. I like General Suter. Uh, yeah, I we'll get to that. Don't like General Suter. You don't like him? No. Why not? He turned into a freaking... Yeah, but that wasn't him. That was a cool creature. That, the actor... I didn't hate the character, I just hated the actor. The actor, that was Which like... was the whole character. All right. This I, I, thought, little I thought he was pretty good. Guy, if he was a RoboCop villain, like some kind of corporate guy, I would have been afraid of him. I but like these bad guys in these Hulk Hogan movies that are just like, kind of like, just like... Just like little... Like, nah, listen. Guys. But some, some of the... Bad guys acted very serious in this movie, but this guy didn't try to sell himself as a villain at all. It was a PG movie. Uh, William Ball played General Souter. Yeah, a, Will, I looked William Ball too. was a stage director, and he founded the American Conservatory Theater in San Francisco. Because this dude, he's like a classical theater dude. I feel like he saw this, and he was like, I'm going to go full camp, which I really enjoyed. I think General Souter might be my second favorite villain in all fiction. Really, um, I, I really like. I enjoyed all my time I spent I, with him. I I liked. I him. really liked him. I liked. That's him why I, I liked that speech he gave. Yeah, I was so into it. He turns into a fucking nasty guy. Yeah, I liked. I liked General Suit. I had no problems with him. And then when I saw that, that was like, was that his only like feature film? Uh, he, that's I what know it looked you, like. That's yeah. what it looked like. And then he died shortly after that. I think. Yeah. He yeah. He, he was pretty old. So. Um, I, I'm a I'm a suitor head. Well, so I wear a suitor. You said second, so who's your first? Oh, well, of course, my first uh, favorite villain is uh, he's also uh, the actor is also in this movie, uh, Christopher Lloyd, who played Judge Doom in uh, the 1998 uh, 1988 Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which oh. I think is one of the the best villains. Which has a very similar thing to General Suter because Judge Doom, the end is that he's actually a tune and he's wearing like a fleshy costume. And this was sort of like, you know, 
General Suter, if something happens to him, he turns it to what he is. Love Lovecraftian esque monster. I feel that the monster wearing a monster. fleshy costume. That's yeah. I fucking love some Judge like Doom sometimes. and Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, of course Christopher Lloyd plays uh, Hulk Hogan. Well, Shep Ramsey's uh, Earthling buddy, Charlie. Charlie, Charlie. Wilcox. Yep. As um, what's Shelley's character's name? Uh, Jenny, Jenny Wilcox. She says Charlie. Yeah. And he says, Jenny! Charlie! <laughs> Jenny! Yeah. Some really classic, like, this... Which reminded me of Marty! Yeah, this Christopher Lloyd, he was just fucking, like... He was just having a good time. He was just like, yeah, you know, I'm just gonna do the movie. I didn't know he was in the movie until I was watching I didn't the know. opening credits. I didn't know either. And he... His character in that movie is really stressful. Like he's, you're convinced that he's gonna kill somebody before, like before he meets Shep, yeah. and even when he's with Shep to an extent, like you see, this guy is a guy who is tortured and is waiting to. He gets shitted on constantly. Yes, he's waiting to lash out at somebody. It's Him like, meeting Shep was the best thing to ever happen to him. He's like Joker. Yeah. That was it. I was thinking that the whole time. He's like Joker. He's he is Joker. He went so Joker mode with Shep. If Shep Ramsey. if Shep Ramsey didn't come to Earth. Uh, Christopher Lloyd as Charlie Wilcox would have turned into the Joker. Yes. Yeah, he would have. He would have. He would have shot his boss. Jenny, <laughs> do it. You get what you. Jenny, Jenny, <laughs> you get what you fucking Marty! deserve. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I really enjoyed. I've, it's hard not to enjoy Christopher Lloyd in yeah. something. I mean, right? He, I, I feel like he ad libbed a lot of stuff because he kept going like, just like Christ's sake, for Christ, <laughs> Christ, like. Um, and of, yeah, you mentioned Shelly Duvall as uh, his uh, wife, who honestly, I thought we we're gonna get a little more Shelly Duvall. I thought so too. You're a Shelly Duvall guy, aren't you, Justin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. want to explain that? I don't know why they're what I mean. I think, well, you want to explain had, your Shelly Duvall love? Let's do I mean, let's she, explain, you know, <laughs> of course, you know, I think for most people, the first time you ever see Shelly Duvall is in The Shining, right? Uh, so that's it's very easy, uh. But for me in particular, I think um, Popeye. Right. Yeah. That that cemented it as well. But Shelley Duvall, I think, is an actress that, first of all, you would at first glance think she's European. Right. But she, the longer you look at her, the longer you turn around and realize, no, that is a very American-looking woman. Only America could produce a person that looks like that, and there that is a certain bizarreness that you don't see from European actresses, and I think she encompasses the perfect American actress in that way. She's serious, but she makes you feel comfortable in every role, she has. She's comforting. Right. I wasn't aware she was in it until Andrew had mentioned that she was in it. So that would have been another surprise. Right. I feel like no, I think that's, that's why, why, that's why I want yeah. Justin here. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you guys notice who one of the Mountie Hunters was? Yes. Yes, Mean Mark Callis. Yes, Mark Calloway, of mean course. Mean Mark. <laughs> the uh, the uh, Undertaker, which he was not the Undertaker yet. 
that was back when he still had uh, he had like a weird the red toad frog thing going on with his uh face just in general. he had a fatter I think I guess he might have just had more body fat at the time I know this but, I was later in the movie, but when he finally talked, I was fucking yeah, well, lost yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very, I did not expect that at well, all. I, I didn't think he was going to talk at all. I fi- I didn't know if he had debuted as The Undertaker yet, and I figured in that case that he was probably not going to speak in his role. And he really still didn't. You never heard his real voice. No. Suburban Commando opens up with a space battle, which was very akin to A New Hope. Did you guys also get that? Oh yeah, it was yeah. The ship I, I was like flying, yeah, yeah. Like the whole the whole sequence, like through like the the hangers of the ship and everything. That too. was the Tantive Four and the mm-hmm. Star Destroyer. But it looked like if they made a New Hope in the same way they made Flash Gordon. Right. Well, I thought <laughs> yeah, it was, that's it was good. a low budget like yeah. Star Wars. No, I, I which thought was sure it was nineteen ninety one. That that the scene right after the battle where. Shep is speaking to his boss reminded me 100% the way it looked like the way the set looked as well as the way Hulk Hogan acted of those early 90s Fred Olin Ray dude I was thinking I was like me and Justin would like if this were just a random ass movie on Shudder me and Justin would have watched it right. regardless of who was in it and listen <laughs> here's something else I noticed is he he acted the same exact way that Brink Stevens or Michelle Bauer or any of these girls would have acted in this movie. Yep. Like he wasn't there because he was a classically trained actor. Nope. He was there for his body. And he <laughs> acted exactly like when he's speaking to his boss, just the way he delivers his lines. He's And he had like some he had some like quirky one liners right. and shit. Like just, I think I wrote one of them down. I didn't take a whole lot of notes because this was still like kind of fresh in my mind. Uh, a space battle. He was like, oh. he was like, Earthlings. I hate Earthlings. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He said that more than once. Uh, yes. But a uh, space battle is occurring. Uh, is akin to a new hope. Uh, General Suter is, I assume, in the what is that? Like the the captain's. Deck, yeah, the 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 cockpit of this battleship it looked like the the he, main the main area of the Enterprise. Yeah, and he Command had deck, man deck. Yeah, he had the uh, a president. Did you guys remember what the president? It was yeah. the president. It was the president, and he was just something. like, "You're not gonna get away with this." Or something. Oh, but I, I wouldn't <laughs> count on it. I, yeah, I wouldn't count on it. Like he was reading it. Yeah, he didn't sound very confident about it. No, that. he did not. It was a lot of o- it sounded like it was a lot of overdubs. There was a a lot of abysmal yeah. ADR during this whole opening yeah. opening, uh, which I took note of that that it w- was done terribly. <laughs> um, yeah, he's fucking like tormenting this president. And he has him hostage. I guess he's killing like the that's the planet that they are trying to conquer. Um, and then you cut to, uh, the first thing you see, uh, our, our hero do is kill about 30 fucking people. He sprays his laser guns at a bunch of like people who I guess are general suitors, uh, suitors, suitors. And, uh, he's killing them. Uh, of course the, the bridge is, uh, being alerted and 
General Suter goes, Ramsey. <laughs> Which, yeah, he fucking busts in there, and uh, it's very quick how this happens. It, he fucking busts in there. The president pulls out this, like, big metal card thing from his sleeve, throws it at Suter. Suter's hand gets cut off. Yeah. He starts to mutate. Fucking mayhem. Ramsey says like a one-liner where he drops two people and then just fucking just dips. dips yeah. Leaves the president yeah, for dead. Yeah. And he's planting bombs and he escapes in like one of the like I guess his ship or an escape pod or something. And he spins pod. around a lot. <laughs> he spins around a whole bunch. <laughs> yep. And uh he saved a planet and he blew up a ship. General Souter presumed dead. Right. And even in those three minutes, I was like, God damn it, this fucking General Souter. Yeah. I really liked him, Justin. I'm really sorry. I really, he had like. That that opening scene. Tell me why. I, I think it was just like the straight like he his I, first of all I thought his costume was fucking cool like his like robes and shit I, I thought, thought the costume was cool but it didn't look like it fit him I know I liked that I just liked how shitty and campy he was but he was just going super over the top with it I just really liked that shit the over the topness this may be far fetched the over the topness and I think this is because of his theater background reminded me of Ivan Ooze yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was. It wasn't all the way Ivan News. No, like no, he not, didn't not fucking burst shot. out into like humming songs and shit, but and like, twiddling his fingers around. But he just like I think the theater, the theater background and him being like that same type of just like I'm gonna get the good guy type of yeah. villain was just like I was like okay. Which Ivan News is probably in the top ten of uh, yeah. great villains. As you were saying, Justin, I'm very sorry. He doesn't look as cool as Ivan News. No, he, not I, at all. No, I agree. He, I, he I has feel a really like dumb haircut. <laughs> could have been, they could have got like a somebody like Hulk Hogan to play the enemy, and it would have made for a better villain. I think. I, you know, uh, you know, to each their own. I enjoyed General Suter. Okay, it suited me. It suited me. I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I definitely see. I see. What I like, like I said, the cre- I know we're not there yet, but the creature, right? Cool, but I, 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 I find it funny when like the bad guy is just like so much like smaller and less menacing. Yeah, like than in the, space balls <laughs> than the hero. So I think that's why I liked it too. Um, of course, he's escaping and uh, ships higher up. What was it? His, his admiral, his commander, or yeah. something. We along only the saw. Lines. Was that the only time we saw him, or did he, he popped up again? Didn't he? Or no? I don't think he did. Don't think he, did. he popped up once and told him to go on vacation. Yeah, that was- <laughs> uh, he yeah, he's telling him to go on vacation. Shep is very eager to start a new mission. He says something along the lines of galactic narc duty. He makes an alien reference. He something about uh capturing an alien that has acid blood. Yeah, big giant bug with acid blood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says you're not, you're not the old Ramsey because he's work. He has too much of a, a workload. He's really taken on everything, and he's doing like a good enough job, but not good enough. He needs to take a break. Uh, Shep then says, "I'm not stressed out," and he breaks. Clearly stressed out. Clearly <laughs> that, stressed that's out. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. That right there, that entire interaction is when is it like a his acting really shows. Yes, that's yeah. his Fidel and Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, Slave uh, I, from beyond moment. Yep, I get what you mean. <laughs> like, didn't it, that fucked up the whole ship, didn't it? Uh, Essentially, yeah. Like his, like his 
his supervisor, his shift lead, yeah. <laughs> says like, oh, you need to go get some fucking, you need to recharge your ship. So you need to take six weeks, find somewhere, chill out, mingle with the locals. Uh, the closest thing by is uh, Earth. He, of course, says his uh, famous line, I hate Earthlings. And uh, we go to fucking Earth. And some fucking song starts playing. Oh, my God. The music in this movie. Yeah, it's like. A lot of full house music as well it was, uh, yeah. in the scenes when Christopher Lloyd is driving. The song is called It's a Nice Place to Live by J-Rock. Yeah, that's what I, that's the lyric. Such a nice place to live or something. And I think Hulk Hogan's in the track, too. Yeah. And, of course, we're introduced to Charlie Wilcox. Yep. Played by Christopher Lloyd. What is he doing? He's, uh, they show up at his house. He is, he's in his little work, workshop room. He's clearly a, like, an inventor tinkerer, which they don't very dig, they don't, he's an architect. Yeah. And he works at a firm. He, they don't really go into, like, the whole, like, tinkerer thing. They make it evident he's, like, privy. Engineering technology. Yeah, he, he's definitely privy to, like, you know, later on he's, he gets introduced to some of the alien technology that Chef Ramsey has and he's like he can like name it off the bat somehow but they don't it's not like a main focus with this character uh they should go to the uh, architect firm and we meet his boss who is played by a character actor I really enjoy uh Larry Miller who plays Adrian Belts and he, I, I looked him up. He was in what, like the he was he's in Nutty Professor shit, shit too, ton right? of stuff. Yeah. yeah, he was in that. He just I I didn't he's even in a bother. Lot of shit. He's in a lot of stuff. He's the balding guy with the squinty eyes. Yeah. He, uh, which I thought he was funny. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed him here. He's he's basically uh, Christopher Lo- Charlie Wilcox. He he's giving these plans. He worked all weekend for to his boss, and his boss is basically berating him. Trying to get a raise. He, trying to get a raise. He needs to get a raise. Oh, Shelly Duvall, Duvall, of course. So yeah, you're gonna you're gonna ask for a raise today, right? Yeah. yeah. She uh, then she choked him. Yeah, she choked him. Yeah. Which I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> what domestic abuse? <laughs> he was like, "What? What?" His argument was like, "I want things to come naturally." <laughs> yeah. Jenny. <laughs> and then. He was like hyping himself up, and then he didn't do it. Right. We get introduced to his secretary, well, to they the secretary Joanne Deering, who plays Margie. And, you know, just a little fun character will pop up here and there yeah. when we get through this thing. Um, his boss uh, takes credit for his work. He also shows him the Simmerin. What are they called? The Simmerin like, crystals. Yeah. His collection of crystals. Simeon. 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 Yeah. Yes. Uh, which, you know, I didn't really think that they would come. Like I, I, with this movie, I didn't think I was like, oh, he's just talking about crystals now for some reason. But uh, you know, yeah, you're just being a braggadocious asshole. Yeah, crystals, yeah. bro. Yeah, crystals, dude. Yeah, because uh, what were they called again? The Simeon crystals. I knew brother. from the beginning since they had a name that they would be yeah important, as well as well. <laughs> I don't know what you're referencing to, but I know we'll, they're we'll get there. Yeah, right, right. 
he takes credit for his boss takes credit for Christopher Lloyd's work. And uh, yeah, we're pretty much introduced to this Christopher Lloyd character. He's again, he's very nervous. He doesn't stick up for himself. He gets shit on all the time. They show a shitty car. Drives a shitty car. They show scenes of him having a bad time in traffic. He has yeah. this battle with like a traffic light constantly. With the same cars. Yeah. Same cars. The every uh, it was like four scenes. There was always the same cars. Right. Yeah. And then yeah, he like ends up going backwards and shit. He has uh rude neighbors who are like big burly <laughs> dudes with drag racers and, and they then there's the other guy. The, the, uh, the army vet. <laughs> oh, his neighbor is like the, the colonel. colonel. That's what yeah, I'm talking that's about. Right. Who? When, uh, I thought the the car scenes where when he's on the highway are really interesting. Yeah, because it made me realize how much how much more unbalanced vehicles were in the 90s. Like the very when, odd shape. The way they're well, where there's. When because they keep stopping and going, yeah, in these and they're scenes. like, <laughs> uh, yes, bouncing. and they're bouncing, yeah, yeah, which might have been done just to exaggerate the uh, the the, the urgency answer. that the other people around him. Well, other other vehicles were doing it too, not just his, but That's his what, was well, his was doing it. But I but I I know what you mean, but also I think they were trying to like play it up like these guys are like trying to jump the gun and like right. go really fast while he is being like a little pussy and not fucking doing it yeah so we uh we go back to Shep Ramsey who uh, badly parks his ship in a old dance hall he kind of like it, it, I was did you remember that he like hovers over it and then it just like fucking falls yeah. down i thought that was pretty good what was it called it had a it was called a landing pad or landing something landing pad i yeah. believe right and yeah, I guess he was like, ooh, the name of the club? Yeah, he was like, ooh, landing pad, brother. Uh, he basically parks his ship. He gets settled. And then we, this next section is happens. This probably is almost about 30% of this movie, which is uh, Shep just walking around and interacting <laughs> with other people. Yeah. He's walking around town. He has his whole alien costume on, which how do you just, it's almost like the Mr. Freeze costume in a way, but like. Also, Conan the Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian. Uh, it it's was very savage with the headband and everything. I think it's supposed yeah. to give the. Uh, he's a warrior. A, I'm, I'm an alien, dude. Is it, he, yeah, he's a space barbarian essentially, yeah. but he's a high. You know, he's a mercenary. Right. He's walking around with that. Uh, people are looking at him funny. An Indian guy <laughs> shouts, "What are you looking at?" Uh. <laughs> uh Lady's having trouble with the soda machine. Soda machine. And he's like, there's he's a like, dog. Let me try it. Oh, the dog thing. That was that was funny. Yes, Justin. The soda machine. Yes. It seems like the movie is sponsored. RC Cola. RC Cola. RC Cola. <laughs> but the soda machine is showing to be unresponsive. It took this woman's money. Mm-hmm. Not only do we see that RC Cola is deceptive. <laughs> right. Also, the Hulkster also, also breaks the machine and takes the money out of it. Right. I can't imagine Coca-Cola doing that in a feature <laughs> film. <laughs> That's today. true. You know, it's kind of weird. Yeah. You, and maybe, I mean, RC Cola, when's the last time you've never seen RC Cola in a movie except for 
This one, this is the only this one I can think It's probably because RC Cola tastes like fucking shit. Yeah, you remember when we were in like Charlotte and you said, I said, can you give me a cherry Coke while I was getting gas? And you brought me a cherry RC Cola? That's all they had. No, it wasn't. We were at a 7 Eleven. No, they made cherry RC Cola. It was at a 7 Eleven in like the middle it? of Monroe. It was like. I feel like they didn't. I don't know. Why did I get You did that as a joke. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it bit me in the ass because I had, it was the worst thing I ever tasted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I've tasted some shitty things. Remember when you made me turn around because you got a Pepsi because I had the cool logo on it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said, Devin, can you go back to the gas station? Dude, so I get a Coke? they had the Pepsi that looked like Back to the Future Pepsi. And I was like, hell yeah. And then, you like, you bought it. You let it, you, you let I was it like, oh, wait, out. it just tastes like Pepsi. And it's like, I can't do this right now. Cause, like, I can drink Pepsi in, like, a, you know, if you have it and if I'm it's not. it's the only but, thing that's there, you can drink it. But I'm sitting in a car for four hours. It was two. We were in Charleston. Well, whatever. But I didn't <laughs> want, I didn't want, you know. Well, with you, it fucking, it's like four hours. No, I drive I'm fast. Kidding. It's like 30 minutes. Yeah, you're right. You're a little speed demon. Anyways. What are you looking at? Uh, what happens after this, Devin? Uh, okay, so yeah, the he dog. does that, then the dog thing, right, which right. was funny. There was a guy left a dog in a car. He was yelling at the dog. He replaced the dog with the guy. The guy was at a restaurant, and so the dog was like eating the rest of his food. That worried and, me, yeah. though, because eventually the guy is going to get out of the car, and that's he's just going to be even meaner to the dog. Maybe he learned his lesson. After that. You think he learned his lesson? Maybe he got locked yeah. in the car forever. He could not get out. That's no one's going to let him out. I, first, I had to write in my head after that scene that... The Hulkster also told the staff at the restaurant what was happening, and they called the police so that the yeah. dog could be taken. That's to, fair. He got a, the dog was eating a nice little meal. Yeah, yep. so like you know, it's all good. It's never okay to leave your dog in a hot car <laughs> with um, a muzzle on. With a muzzle also. on. Uh, I think Lloyd is back. No, this is when Lloyd arrives home. Also, by the way, there's like Japanese investors that they have like a their clients of the architect firm. Yeah, it's a Ronin gag where uh, Larry Miller's character tries to talk about Japanese. He just movies. talks about Japanese movies yeah. the whole time. And the Japanese people, the Japanese yeah, they don't like them. Uh, he gets oh. he arrives home, and this is the shenanigans with the drag race cars. They keep parking their drag race cars in front of the driveway, and he has to park across the street. There's a car that drives really fast through the neighborhood. He goes inside, and this is where I had to rethink a lot of uh, things in my life. Yeah. Um, which uh, I wrote down Shelly Duvall. Kimono. Uh. <laughs> Kimono. Uh. Big wig. Large I, wig. I had to um. look up. I, I didn't know what was about to happen. I had to look up the rating of this movie, and when I saw it was PG, I was like, okay. <laughs> Why'd you... I was like, are that? they about to fuck? No, no they're about come, to fuck. Devin, come on. I don't know. No, Devin. Devin. They're not going to fuck. Okay, they didn't. I know. But a I didn't want them to. Not that kind of girl. I didn't want them to. That's why I got worried. Get your mind out of You thought mind. Christopher Lloyd <laughs> yeah, and Shelley Duvall. You th- I didn't know what the fuck kind of movie we were watching. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I didn't want that to happen. That's why I was like, oh shit, what's what? about to happen? I mean. It was PG. Nothing la- happened. All right, man. What? Is that Why a did crime? you get nervous? I, that. I mean, I guess I, I would get nervous too. I, I just thought she looked very nice in she her. She did look very right. nice in her robe. She looked very nice. I was like, uh, I didn't, I, I didn't want them to fornicate on my screen. Okay, man, stop talking about her like that, Devin. Yeah, what the hell? 
You guys, you guys made me the enemy. No, he, no, no he we, was, I was just talking to talking about the scene that pursued, and you were like, "I thought they were gonna fuck, dude." <laughs> I thought they were gonna fuck. Well, brother. because you you prefaced it with Shelley Duvall. Uh, well, I you thought she just looked very how nice. lovely. Right, she appeared in right. this scene. Okay, you guys are doing the bit you do she, to me. No, Let's no, no, move no, on. No, 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 we're not doing a no, bit. No, she no. had doing a, the bit that you moved. Yeah, no. no, I literally, I literally went oh because I had never seen Shelley Duvall portrayed in in such a way. Right. I've, I know her as the Shining Girl. Okay, and that's Popeye. that's why I got. Why well, well, I didn't think? Okay, well, I didn't think she was. I, I didn't. I knew they were going to do that. Because I, I like Lloyd, you know, he he was he wanted to go to the workshop anyways. That's yeah. how he that's how he bangs stuff out, you know, with his nervousness. Bangs. Christ, Devin. <laughs> oh, they put the apartment for rent. The uh, Lloyd Christopher Lloyd's workshop is now an apartment for rent. Of course, the sign the yeah, apartment for rent flyer. He saw it in the street when he was walking around. Shep Ramsey came across. It has, it has no him. phone number. No, no address. It, it just, just says apartment arrow. for rent and an arrow facing. <laughs> Right. Yes. Yep. And, and he when he walking. when he comes to the house, Shelly is she's in the kimono and she has the wig in her hand. When Charlie opens the door, yes, he says, "I'm here. I'm here for the apartment, <laughs> dude." Uh, so yeah, he he basically shows up and gets the apartment, and uh, it's his now. Christopher Lloyd's not so excited about it. Uh, Shelly Duvall is more along the lines of like, you know, we need the money. So it's like, whatever. I don't he's nice. He's just big. Yeah, she's like, uh, he he's mad that she did that, but she's like, uh, you didn't get the raise. Yeah. We need money. Yeah, yeah. Uh they're having supper and Shep is picking up the two children of Duvall and Lloyd. These yours? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. That scene looked kind of weird because it looked like that when he dropped them, it looked like they were like Someone was on a platform to make Hulk look a lot bigger. It looked something something about it looked off to me. I don't know. I wrote it down. I'm six foot seven, dude. I don't need to six look four. bigger. He's six four. Yeah, I looked it up. He's yeah. six four. Christopher Lloyd's six one. I felt like they did a few things to make him look like he was like massive, but yeah, they, they they couldn't be consistent with it. Well, his work height was six seven. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my my work height's different too. They're eating supper. Uh, they take a picture together. <laughs> it's a great picture. He's he's uh, what's he doing? They he's in his apartment settling down. He's putting his guns under his bed, his space yeah, okay. guns. Uh, Christopher Lloyd goes in there, gets one of the guns, which also the guns same props from uh, Master of the Universe, by the way. The uh, He Man film. Lloyd shoots the gun and blows up one of the drag racing cars, uh, which of course, when he pulls the gun, when he pulls the trigger, a traceable power source is entered into the atmosphere, and uh, Suter's men got a hold of it, bounty and in hunters. comes the bounty hunters, Knuckles and Hutch, which I don't think they ever say their names, but no. Uh, Who was the other guy that wasn't Undertaker? Tony Longo. Longo. Tony Longo. Which I don't really know what else he did. Okay, that's that's what I was going to ask. I know, I know if he was also like a wrestler at that time. That Brutus Beefcake really... did some stunts. He did, he did some, some stunts, stunts yeah. yeah. saw that. Is this where he's like running around? He's like trying, he's like goes out at night to try to like get his uh, crime fighting in or something? Well, um, I know 
after his first night, maybe his first week there, I think it's like after his, it's his first after his first night there. The next day, Shelly, what was her name in the movie? Jenny. Jenny. Yeah. Jenny's in the house watching. Uh, I don't remember the that. suburban commando. Oprah. Right. Yeah. Wait, that was a fake show. I believe I think it, it was based was, on something real. It was a well, parody of Oprah. I thought. Well, because that's why she was like kind of like she was horny that night. Because of this show too, this was like her her daytime show that she watched. Right, I forgot what it was called. I don't remember. What it was called. She started yelling. Yeah, started she was screaming. doing scream therapy. Scream therapy, and Hulk thought she was in danger, so he ran into the house and threw her uh, <laughs> behind the couch. Right, which was uh, cool. She explained to him that she was participating in scream therapy and at, invited him to watch Oprah with her, which I thought was going to become something. Right. Uh, you know, it's funny. Big guy sitting on a little couch watching Oprah in his space gear. Just come to my house if you want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've got all the Oprahs on tape. Uh, Christopher Lloyd <laughs> uh, wants to kick... Chef Ramsay out of the oh, house. He, he's dangerous. He's, he's too big. He's way too yeah. big. He's he's humongous. He's, he's enormous. Humongous and he's probably dangerous. Um he uh he's shaving and he says, I've got Darth Vader living in my backyard for Christ's sake. Which I thought was very good. Uh <laughs> Shep is in the backyard doing uh like arm workouts with it looks like a saw blade it, yeah, it looks like just had. tools from the workshop he just had some random shit and he was in like he was in he was in like a like a lawn chair right uh Shep is a or Christopher Lloyd's about to you know he's going to tell him to get the fuck out and uh is interrupted by his child to go to school and uh they're out in the front and the kid is like it looks like he's like like skateboarding or something in in the street and a kid and a car is about to hit him and then Shep saves him. Yeah. And so he's like you can stay. Then the first after about okay, you get 20 minutes into the movie and then the next 30 minutes is pretty much a compilation of Hulk Hogan either saving people or accidentally annoying them yeah well he gets a cake for uh saving the kid yep. he taught he hangs out with the uh colonel and the colonel says uh you know sometimes you got to lose to win that's what i was mm -hmm. uh referencing earlier you were talking about the diamonds yeah uh coming up later same with that line you knew that was going to be yeah but they did that really quick you just yeah. kind of like muttered it like somebody's gonna lose one <laughs> Yeah, yeah the, dude, that's really dude. the colonel you know, didn't show up a, a lot after that. I guess that was his <laughs> no, entire that was his job. Job. Yeah. Shelly really doesn't, as you were saying, you know, she she's missing for a good yeah majority of the movie. It's only when he's home, which is really not that often. No, that you see her. And good yeah, you did say uh, Shep is going back to his uh, uh, spaceship, and he runs into all sorts of you. Uh, interesting uh situations like a talking car <laughs> which i guess is like kit yeah technology is very weird in this movie yeah the whole thing is like it's supposed to be a fish out of water thing uh shep 
is a, is an alien, of course, right. and he's supposed to be bewildered by all these uh, the Earthlings' uh, way of living and technology. To be fair, most of these things are things that I would also be bewildered by if I encountered them on a walk. Sure, in the in at night, especially there's a mime practicing his craft in an alleyway, seemingly away from any. Yeah, I would be very sketched out by that. Yeah, the car as well is very sentient it seems like there's a guy in the car speaking to you yeah it talks more it talks more uh human than a regular ai and then we discover that it was the alarm system itself that was sentient and not the car right he he tears it out right he tears it out out and he says please can't we just talk about this it's weird it says uh when it dies it says i've fallen and i can't get up Yes. Yeah. That's that's the that's life alert thing, right? Yeah. It, it, gets, it makes jokes. It makes jokes. Yeah. To, it references. It could L- do a lot not, of gags in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. He goes to the mime. He's like, "Oh, you're stuck in a force field, dude." And then, let me help you out, brother. And then he punches him and straight he, in the face. Yeah, punches him straight in the yeah. fucking face. And the mime says, "I should have stayed a juggler." <laughs> 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 All this time, he's going to the spaceship. Christopher Lloyd is uh, following him with a camera, right? He's following yeah, him Yeah, he's trying to follow him and, like, I don't know what he's trying to catch him to do. Uh, he, he saves a woman. Yes, he discovers, uh, I guess, Shep fucks off and Lloyd goes in there and uh, he he looks around the spaceship. He says, ooh, muscle amplifiers. Well, no, before that, Shep. Uh, saves the woman who, who well, she oh, she, the, yeah, someone gets a purse snatched. Yeah, 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 yeah. He didn't say he saved her purse, takes the purse, and he uh dumps the guy into the dumpster. Yes, the thingy, thingy, <laughs> an fu. <laughs> yeah, it was like a Samoan drop type thing, so we didn't like, yeah, fall didn't back. It, back. it was, it was just, it was he an just attitude adjustment into the dumpster, I believe. Yes. It might have been a Samoan drop though, because he—you'll notice—he grabs the purse mid drop. Yeah, yeah. Like, as the guy is falling, he grabs it's very the purse. Smooth. Mid, it's very, very smooth. Yeah. Um. Yes. Uh. Also, Christopher Lloyd discovers the X-ray vision goggles, and while he's looking, peering through those, he discovers a rape is about to occur. Uh, which you don't want that to happen, obviously. And so he puts on the suit and he uh, goes save Robocop moment. Yes. You know what's the your move creep? Your move creep. Yeah. You ever seen RoboCop? Uh, Where I buy that for a dollar. I buy that for a dollar. (laughs) Yes, it's very RoboCop, except it's Christopher Lloyd's character. He's very nervous. He, you know, they he pulls out a gun. uh, The suit stops a bullet, um, and he he essentially saves the uh, day. Uh, The woman hugs her, and his penis lights up. And uh, we're back with Shep, and he is still wandering around. There's an arcade game going on, but he doesn't know that. He thinks it's actual an actual space battle, and that's yeah. stupid. And he gets he gets real he gets real intense with this. Yeah, game yeah the the, 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 the things the kids saying about yeah. the game, like the photons don't work on Dragos. Bro, you got to do it this way, brother. Yeah, like I I I had a lot of questions. There was no real explanation of the universe that this movie took place in because we see our aliens mostly look like humans. Yes. Hulk is an alien. Shep is an alien, but he looks like a human. Suter is an alien. 
Yes. And, you know, who is basically uh, kind of body snatched a human or he has a shape shape shifting form, right. but he's still an alien. These are all aliens that look like human beings, but they're familiar with Earth. When Shep comes to Earth, he's capable of speaking English. He also knows France as a foreign country, and that's, that's right. where he tells these people he's from. That's right. He knows how to drive a car. He's generally comfortable on this planet. Yeah. It's almost like he's been here before, maybe. maybe I think this he does, because he says he hates Earth. That's yeah. true. So I guess maybe Earth is a common retreat for uh, these aliens. It's somewhere that's kind of neutral. The bounty hunters don't go there. You can go there and relax, and there's nothing going on there at all. There's no business. There's nothing. You just go and hide, basically. Tells him to mingle. The mime shows up again, uh, and he just was he he's just runs. Game. He's trying to climb. Yeah. yeah. Also, every time they show the mime, they play this specific tune, and it starts off like the Curb Your Enthusiasm like sting. It literally does the bum bum bum, and then it goes into a different theme, which I thought was interesting enough to write down. This theme song. Yes, the mime theme, which I wouldn't like. You know, is there a score for Suburban Commando on Spotify? I hope there is. Let me look. Doors open. Gotta get the mime theme. But uh, yeah, the mime is scared of him, and it's like a running, uh, a running joke. Yeah, the third time the mime. There is a third says, time. It's a gag, man. You gotta get out of here. It is a gag. I don't see a. I don't see the. Uh... No. No, there's no album. There's there's other podcasts. <laughs> there's other podcasts about this movie. Well, Shout out to the other podcasts. Right on, dude. Um, Who scored this film? Who scored? Oh, I don't know. You know, Hulk was one of the executive producers. That makes sense. I guess. Hmm. Where were we? I mean, it, no, it's not uncommon for actors to executive produce, but like starring actors. But he, he lost money on this. Uh, it's back in the daytime. We're back in the house, and uh, Shep Ramsey uh, is attempts to skateboard with these kids, and he's really bad at it. And he ends up throwing the uh, skateboard in the outer space. Yeah, he like f- does a couple flippies. He, uh, Shep Ramsey saves the cat, which is a long uh, cat. Yeah, the wrong cat, of course. And the cat goes flinging in the space. I like what he says when the girl is like asking for help. He goes up to her and just says, What? <laughs> oh, that's right. He's like really he's sensitive to, to noise. Yeah, yeah. He's but he's like still trying to help people. He's he hears all the noise of like the busy street and he runs out and he goes, Quiet! That's right. That's why yeah. he freaks out so bad with yeah, yeah. the alarm. Right. He's like Grendel. Yeah. Beowulf. That never really came up, you know. That was never really resolved either. Just, what? Oh, he's like he's weak to noise, but there was no scene. It you know you would think at the end like Suter would screech really loudly in his alien form or something like that, and nothing ever really happened with the noise. Yeah, he's like, like ah, right, yeah, my yeah. ears, I can't nothing. take it. Uh, supposed to think that's part of his stress. He goes up to the uh, the the melon lady and squirts melon all over her face. Yeah. How do you know if they're ripe, dude? You have to make sure they're soft. They're like, soft. This one's really ripe, brother. <laughs> Doesn't pay for it, right? Either. Yeah. 
leaves the woman a mess. In his pursuit of alleviating pain for all people he encounters, he causes a bit of property damage. Right. He destroys that car. Yeah. Remember that? It was funny because the car was talking to him, but that was somebody's car he just destroyed and left. Left. That, uh, the, you know, the, 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 the place he crashed into. Yeah, the band, at least it was an abandoned was property, some, but I guess it was somebody. Someone probably owned it and they just have it worked on it. What if it was uh, Christopher Lloyd's boss's car? What if? What if it was? That'd be crazy. Yeah, that would be crazy. Small world, man. Small world, dude. <laughs> Not a Cheez-Its. Well, some munchies. There's some stale yeah. chips. Those chips are not stale. No, they're close to stale. They're pretty tasty. Yeah. Uh, the the bounty hunters. Shep discovers them. That they're on their way. Bounty hunters, dude. We gotta get prepared to fight, dude. And, uh... Jesus Christ. Are introduced to them at the drive-thru here? Uh, that's later. Oh. Yeah, uh, this is when... Shep is informing Charlie of That's right. Yeah. The incoming bounty hunters, correct? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, cats like, out I'm of the sorry, how was I supposed to know? And he's like, dude, you you went in my ship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cats out of the bag, of course, with uh Charlie Wilcox knowing that Shep is actually an alien from outer space. Which it has been for a while. He know, tells the colonel I'm gonna go his pee. like outer space combat unit. Yeah, yeah. He gets there, but he doesn't tell anyone else. Yeah, it, else. He, the colonel just says something. Like, Things changed Things since forty four. Yep. Um. Yes. The uh, the they need to get their shit together. But of course, one of the suit part, one of the part, one of the parts in the suit is missing. Do you know? Remember which part it was? Was it the gauntlet? The glove? I, I tell you what, I have no idea, but it was missing a part. And so they have this homing device where they need to track down the part. Shep and uh, Christopher Lloyd go and search for it, and they oh, it's the gun. It's the yeah, it's the freeze gun. That's right. It's a freezing mechanism, which apparently he needs this freeze gun in order for the suit to work, which is very odd. I guess it's sort of. Have you ever played Pikmin? Direct current. I guess. Have you ever played Pikmin? No, I haven't played Pikmin. Well, the point of the game is like your ship has crashed and you need to like collect all the parts but there's like weird parts so it's like what does that have to do with like a ship so but you need all the parts to leave the planet so they arrive to the bank and they find a frozen cop which oh by the way the people who stole this were the uh the attempted uh assaulters on that woman that christopher that. Said. yeah the same people they picked it up after christopher lloyd uh knocked them out and they go in the bank, and there's a bunch of frozen people, and Jingle Bells out of all songs starts playing, right. which uh, I guess makes sense because it's cold. Cold, it's a Christmas moment. I was wondering if it was a Christmas movie when that began, or if there was going to be a Christmas scene where the alien celebrates Christmas with the family, but I remembered it was summer. Yeah. So. Uh, they get the device back, uh, 
Christopher Lloyd ends up being frozen anyways. And then enter the fucking bounty hunters blasting down the fucking wall of the bank, coming in there to take care of fucking business. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they lock the door and they... Escape. Oh, they, uh, they're about to shoot... Uh, the One of the assailants tries to shoot Shep with the freeze gun and he's seen the chug something really quick and he goes, antifreeze! Yeah, I liked that. That was pretty good. That yes. was one of the good, one of those good one-liners. Right. The bounty hunters remind me, Devin, Devin, did you see Hobo with a shotgun? Yes. The the bounty hunters, it's like the plague, ripping grinder. Do you remember the bounty hunters from Hobo with a shotgun? I think so. They they're like undead. They wear armor. One of them looks like a robot, and one of them, uh, they both look like robots. But one of them looks like a toy robot, kind of, and the other one wears like metal armor with like a stall helm and they ride a motorcycle one sits in the sidecar that's right that's what <laughs> these guys look like <clears throat> the undertakers or excuse me mark calloway is mean marks mr calloway esquire was it wasn't lacking at all i really liked when he's getting when his rocket boots are sending him <laughs> yeah straight upwards, up straight through the <laughs> floors of the building and He's making the faces as he hits each floor, and it's really funny. These his like Undertaker or excuse me, Mark Calloway getting beat up faces. Like he looks like a cartoon character, and you'll never see him do anything like that ever again. <laughs> if you pay him enough, get one of those cameos. Who's gonna do it? I know. Get, get, I don't. He would not do that on a cameo. Absolutely not. Robert, you're a great you're, husband. You're a great husband. You're a good father. <laughs> Rest in peace. He goes. <laughs> Those are a joy to watch. Because, first of all, what I don't. So, y- y'all make sure the people who buy the Undertaker cameos are doing all right. You know, just make sure they're doing okay. I mean, obviously, they have enough money. Yeah. Well, yeah. How much were they? They're like yeah. three or four hundred bucks, I think. I thought they were like they were higher than that. I thought. Yeah. They make their escape with the uh, the freeze gun device, old Shep and uh, Christopher Lloyd, and we're cut to a scene where uh, they were taken to a drive-through called Surfing Burger. Mm-hmm. Can you two remember the five burgers the guy announces? We got the newlywed burger. No. Oh wait. No. Yes, that's the final burger. That's when he says we got the newlywed burger. You well, guys look cute together. Okay, yeah. Besides that right? one, the other five. So six burgers. What right. Are, no. Um, I they're blanking on me. I just remember like the the guy at the drive thru was going all out on the gimmick. Yeah. yeah like, it's like they must pay well at this place. And they they shoot the character on the sign as if they believe that he was the one speaking to them and yeah. not a guy inside the restaurant speaking through a microphone. Yes. That might have been but the, the alien. But the, uh, the, the bounty hunters are at the drive-thru in a newlywed car. It's like a pink convertible. Pink Cadillac. It's pink got flowers and ribbons on it. It says just married on the back. Uh, of course the burgers are. This is very pertinent. The big, big gnarly bur- burger. <laughs> the, one of those. The wipeout burger. The dude burger. Uh... The Hang Ten Burger and the Totally Awesome Burger. Mm. Yeah, and he says, "You guys look cute together. You guys get married, which is very progressive, I would say for ninety one. I mean, you know, wouldn't you say? I'd agree. 
Well, a very open-minded Mark, uh, fast food. Mark Calloway did not seem to. No, they think didn't it like. Cute at they all. didn't like that shit. They're like, I ain't no kissing, hugging. Uh, Lloyd and Shep are back at the uh, the uh, what the hell the the spaceship in the uh, the dance hall. I think it was an old skate skating rink actually. Uh, they kind of have this uh fight. It, you know, of course, Christopher Lloyd's character is a very nervous individual, like I've said. And uh, he's like, you know, I, Christ, I was frozen today and stuff like that. He's very nervous about this. He can't take on these bounty hunters from outer space. He's just a regular fucking dude with a family, a shitty car. He's an architect. His boss sucks. They need to get the fuck. He, Shep needs to get the fuck out of there because, you know, if, you know, dude, if one of the bounty hunters, they hear one of your ice cream trucks, they're going to blow up the whole town, dude. They're going to level the whole place. So I need to get the fuck out of here. But the only way I need to do that to charge up in time is I need 40 pounds of simian crystals. Simian crystals? Who has simian crystals? Who has them, dude? Charlie. Well, not Charlie's Charlie. employer. Char- Charlie's boss, of course. You remember earlier in the movie where he's like, these are my simian crystals, brother? Well, guess what? I need them, dude. Yeah. I found really funny, first of all, Hulk's interaction with the drag race guys uh, when he's like, what are you going to do? They're like, you know what we're going to do to you? He's like, let me guess. You're going to pound my face in, Uh, drag me through gravel, and feed me to a warthog. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, no, dude. It's the 90s. We're going to sue you. And he (laughs) he goes through this like 20-second spiel about mental anguish from being sued. Yeah. And taking all taking you for everything what you taking you for everything we you have. I thought that was funny. I thought it was pretty good. Which of course I you in court. And and what what were you talking what was what did you just read? What was the where we at? They need to get the simian crystals, which I forgot about this one scene before they uh go for the search for the freeze gun. Sorry but, uh, go ahead. I, before I because I think this is where we're at in the movie is Yeah and then Charlie's boss is just explaining the floor plan. Well, in quotes, the floor plan. He doesn't have a floor plan. Charlie has it to the Japanese investors, which consists of floors. That is the basis (laughs) of this company's... He says something along the lines of, we we here believe that (laughs) each level should have a floor, and one man's floor is another man's ceiling, and we believe they should be separated by walls. <laughs> uh, a scene I forgot to mention um, earlier was before they, before Shep and uh, Charlie's mission to retrieve the freeze gun, they uh, Shep confronts him at his office, and that's where Shep meets Margie, and Margie likey. Uh, she she definitely likes the Hulk. Also, only appears for. Five minutes and two of those movie and two of those times she pulls out a fucking gun uh, just a giant revolver which i guess is why he likes her yeah oh woman well woman at arms damn dude fighting woman but anyways back to where we were they uh they need to get the fucking simian crystals dude Crystals, brother. Yeah, crystals. And conveniently, there's like some kind of banquet going going on yeah. at his job, so they can just go in regular. Yeah, and get, in suits. Tuxedo. Yeah, get yeah, tuxedo. a little incognito. Yeah, blend in with the suits. But they need to uh, to get the crystals, which are somewhere in this building. While they're doing that, 
they use the uh, x-ray vision goggles to find out where they are. Yeah, because they go up to where they think they are, and they're not there. Right. And then they find them. Uh, they kick the, the fucking dudes with the Japanese men, and then they they leave <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're stealing the crystals, and Margie's got a gun again. And they kind of just... Yeah. And then, oh, the bounty hunters. The bounty hunters, of course, uh, then crash into it, I believe. And, uh, you know, Hulk's like, get the crystals, dude. I'll take care of these guys. And there's a great scene <laughs> where one of them, what does he do? Hit him with like a bar, like a, like a rod, like a steel yeah, rod. Yeah, they, they, they like, he hits him with a rod and then one of them takes it and bends it. Yeah. And then, the, and then uh, me and Mark yeah. bends it straight. Yeah. Back, and then gives it back, and then Hulk takes it, and he bends it into like a flamingo or something. Uh, a bunny. A bunny. bunny, that's right. A bunny rabbit. A bunny rabbit. A bunny rabbit. He does a Mongolian chop to Tony Longo. Uh, he, yeah, Tony Longo then flo- falls to the floor, and then we get Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker, dude. Tell, tell us about the, the actual wrestling performed in this movie, because there are a few wrestling moves. Yeah, this is like I mean, we kind of get like a mini match here. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, right, that too. There's like Hulk versus Taker. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's like that almost like a like a Samoan. Well, it's got a different name. Like he had him in like that 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 like fireman's carry, and then it just drops him. I'm sure that has a name. I feel like some people like do it. Um, he does the Mongolian chop. He doesn't do like the shh, boom, like thing like Hiroshi Tenzon does with them, but uh, he did them nonetheless. Um, I don't really remember any others. Like, yeah, there was a few things, like, and then yeah, that's just when usually, like hitting people. That's when he goes. That's when he goes ceiling. through the ceiling, and then yeah. and then the other guy. There's another. The other guy's like below him, and he grabs him through the floor with his, and he makes yeah. another one liner saying like. The, something about like talk about poor architecture or something like that. Yeah, he makes a joke about how poorly uh, built the building was. Right, which is odd because it was at a. You know, Someone gets crushed by the elevator, right? Someone gets crushed and dies to death. Yeah, from the, the guy that wasn't uh, Longo. Longo gets crushed by the elevator. And dies. Yes. Right. I forgot about that. <laughs> I thought they both were going to get crushed by the elevator, and it, well, you know, the, I thought the elevator was going to come down, and they were going to show their super strength, which it seems like both of them together could have intercepted that elevator with their, the way they, you know. The muscle amplifiers, dude. Yeah, they they could have done that. He gets crushed by the elevator, and Mark uh, Callis <laughs> shows back up. Uh, Hulk then says, uh, what is this? A tag team? Yeah. Because it's funny yep. because Hulk Hogan's actually a professional wrestler. Yep. That's you right. know, he got his start in the uh, 70s. He was discovered by uh, the Briscoe. Yeah, he played bass before, <laughs> this, played guy bass was before a, that. this guy was a wrestler? Uh, Yeah, Hulk Hogan. Believe it or not, yeah. Yeah, trained by uh, Hiro Matsuda. I thought he was just the guitarist on... Uh, the bass guitarist. Real American. I played bass, dude. Plays lead bass, like me. Uh, and then this is, of course, where uh, Mark Calloway's high-pitched voice is... Uh, yes. Yeah, the, the child's voice. Yeah. Uh, You're a dead man, Ramsey. That's right. Yeah. Very unnecessary. Yeah, weird. Just one of those... Just that. Well, that's kind of how this movie is, though, is they just throw 
one liner, not even one liners, just one liners gags, gags. Just whatever they can throw into it. To it's like I guess you know, a little spice, a little punch up. Technically, here and there. a family movie. They're trying to make the whole family. I mean, movie. he doesn't talk them for you know the money hunters don't talk. I I noticed something about Hulk Hogan for the. For, I didn't notice it for the first time, but it Is really pythons do the, the twenty four inch time. pythons. No, it was the twenty four inch uh-huh. sphere of uh, baldness. Yeah, on the back. Hulk Hogan's head. Yeah, he's balding, balding guy, right? I've never seen another wrestler, actor, any kind of public figure. I want to say Billy Graham had that going on. Okay, Billy Graham again, though. Like, well, he was. A, you know, you he don't was big, see. He was a big name, dude. You don't. See, but Hulk Hogan is regarded, right? I in know media you as I know an attractive mean. man. He's he's always got women on his arm because he's big. You know, he's, he's got yeah. big arms. 24 inch dude. 24 inch pythons. What's, you know, he holds them up on his shoulders. He's, you don't see anyone else like that. Who is balding? Who's balding. (laughs) And I mean, you don't see anyone else with Hulk Hogan's hair anyway. Right. But especially balding on the back. I've just always thought, like, why, what? No one told him. To just go ahead and shave it all off, because when most most people do that, if they can't get like a transplant or uh, therapy or a wig or something, you know, they just go bald. But he didn't do that. He said, "No, I'm going to just keep it like this." I think I'm going to be me, dude. And it, I mean, twenty three hours a day. Oh boy, what's he talking about? Oh, we get back to the house. Shelly Duvall is getting settled for bed. She's all alone. Someone, an intruder, breaks into the house. Oh, no. Who could it be? Who could be breaking into Shelly Duvall and Christopher Lloyd's house? Uh, I thought there was going to be, like, a shining thing here, but at the same time... <laughs> I thought well, imagine, there wasn't. Imagine asking Shelly Duvall, hey, can you do something like The Shining again? Right. Like... She'd probably get in her car and leave. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm wondering if, you know, but executives if there was a, if, and people like that yeah. then knew yeah, yeah, already yeah, yeah. about that or. But if they were to do it, that would have been like the perfect, like, you know, here's Suter because it's General Suter who breaks into the house. Yeah. He's not dead. You thought he was dead. He's not. But he's not. And, uh,. Fuck, I mean, they get the fucking crystals. They defeat the bounty hunters. You you took care of the enemy. And uh, they go back to the ship. Oh, right. Charlie, uh, oh, no, okay. This is in the hangar. Go ahead. Uh, Shep, goes back, to the, Shep goes back to the ship. Charlie goes back to the house to get something. You guys remember? I don't remember. I don't remember. I think, I don't know. He just went back home. <laughs> he had to get something, though. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot what it was. Phone. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I left my wallet. It's I can't keys. drive around with my wallet. I left my keys. <laughs> I left my car keys at the house. <laughs> uh, yeah, he goes back and, you know, uh-oh, SpaghettiO, fucking General Suter's back, dude. Yeah. You know, we thought he was dead, brother. Um, he's, like, there. He has them, like, in the house still. and Hostage. He's got them hostage, and I guess he's like, take me to, take me to Shep. Yeah. So he does. You know who I want to see. And then it's a it's the Lando moment right there uh, when Shep yes. is in the 
he's in the hangar in the club yeah. with his Did ship. you get your car keys, dude? And, yeah, and, and he comes in. I'm sorry. He's like, I'm sorry. I had no choice. Yeah. He's like, what's up, dude? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking well, yeah, about, like, dude? He like, I think he makes a joke or something, and then he turns around. And General Suter is there. General Suter is With a there, gun. Which is, that? it's a cool return, you know? It's, it's back from the dead. Yeah, and uh, he's, Shep is in his, like, ship, and he's, like, ship, ship. He's, like, shooting at, around, like, they were acting like he was, like, shooting for something that wasn't Suter, and he was aiming for something else to, like, hit Suter. Did that happen? I think. But he was was, just, like, shooting randomly. I think what was happening was. He wanted to make it seem like he didn't care about the humans. he wanted to make it seem like he didn't care about the humans. As soon as he started firing. Suter and I see this happen a lot with hostage situations in movies and on TV. And it makes me wonder how this would actually go down in real life. But you'll see somebody is holding a person hostage. As soon as they start getting shot at, they forget about killing the person that they're holding and they're worried about getting out of the way yeah. of the gunfire. They're not actually gonna shoot that person. As soon as you start shooting at them, they don't have time to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's what Shep was exploiting. Yeah, he, uh, Shep puts his ship in self-destruct. He's like, "Just let them go, dude. You, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I'll, you can take me. I won't even put up a fight, brother." And uh, he comes out, and of course, uh, Suter says something along around the lines of, uh, "This is pleasant," <laughs> which I won't do that again. But uh, I didn't. Was like that, that the line? I didn't like that. Yeah. Uh, Comes out with a gun, though. The family does end up leaving, though, right? Uh, They do. Christopher Lloyd crashes his car through the skating rink wall. Yeah. Um, It's funny. You can hear the car. There's a a part where it's, like, real intense, but you can hear the car start and drive off, and I thought that was kind of funny. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Christopher Lloyd... Well, something... Shep is, like, fucked up or something... Christopher Lloyd puts has like the muscle amplifier and grabs uh, General Suter's uh, ball sack, yep, and grabs him really hard with the muscle amplifier, mm-hmm. um, and this causes General Suter to mutate, forces him out of. He yeah. got grabbed on the nuts, yeah, so hard by this muscle amplifier that he reptiled out that he could not stay in his human form and he was forced out of his human form into his true reptilian form he reptiled out by way of testicular pain yes and uh how do you guys i blame him how do you feel how do you guys feel about the monster suit it was wicked yeah i thought the monster suit was really cool i thought it was really cool looked like like a creature of the black lagoon type thing yeah, some kind of. I I thought the fight could have been better. It, it was yeah, interesting. The, I mean, yeah. it was it was very. Uh, Shep got tossed around yep. for thirty five seconds, and then that was it. It's like the Hulk Hogan match, dude, which we talked about it last time, brother. Yep. Uh, actually, the mutant was voiced by Frank Welker, who was the original Fred from Scooby Doo. That's right. I was like, what, what's that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this dude, he had to been like pretty fucking old at this Not super old, but older at this point. But uh, Fred. Yeah. He probably would have been 50s or 60s. Maybe. I don't know. I'd imagine when he voiced Fred, he was probably 
something. Good to guess. He was probably something. <laughs> 30s. Shep uh, does some fucking wizardry and shocks them, uh, uh, the mutant uh, suitor. Shocks him. Yeah, that shock effect. You don't really see anything else like that in the rest of the movie. The shock effect around him when he's yeah. getting electrocuted. And the dance music starts playing, yeah, and it looks like he's right. dancing. They get the fuck out of there. The ship blows up. Uh, ship, 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 ship. <laughs> At the uh, launching uh, pad, it blows up. Um, the, the comfort of Shelley Duvall. Yeah. Uh, Are you okay? I want Charlie. You to never, that's what ever I'm saying. Do that again. Yeah, she bangs she's Christopher banging, Lloyd's yeah, she's head. She's like, you're gonna die. The, even though that's I'm what I'm shaking talking about. Shell, uh, she chokes him. She bangs his head on the floor. Yeah, comforting. Uh, really physical. But she, because well, the whole movie though, like she's like, you know, harassed him about getting a raise, and like he's, you know, clearly struggling with. These guys across the street, they're like harassing him. They're like bigger than him. And then at the end of the movie, you know, this dude who he's afraid of is telling his wife, Yeah, yeah he just kicked ass in there. And yeah. she's like, yeah. She's Your like, You're a hero. Yeah, she's like, You're a real man, Charlie. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. That's all he needed. It's, it's like those, all he needed. It's like those fucking. Uh, Imagine Shelly Duvall telling you, You're a real man. It, oh, it's like, <laughs> You are a real man. Yeah, so uh, Lloyd shows back up at the uh, architecture firm. The Japanese men are sitting there. Uh, this is when he's talking about Godzilla he's and like, stuff. <laughs> Godzilla, Mothra, Rodan. Mothra's a classic. Just name dropping. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any more Japanese movies to talk yeah. about. That. You pull through <laughs> these plans, and then he sticks up for himself, finally. Yep. And he says, you know, take this job and shove it. You yeah, know what I mean? I There's a little quit. bit of Johnny Payback check right there. Uh, he fucking quits. Leaves the floor plans. You see yeah. Shep going around the town again, mm-hmm. more more renewed, more refreshed, yeah, or helpful again. You know, these earthlings aren't so bad, dude. Yeah, and he helps the girl with the cat. Yeah, and then he launches the girl. <laughs> launches the girl. And yeah. catches the girl. Yeah, and then he deli- he goes up to an ice cream truck and delivers one of my favorite lines from the whole film. Oh, can I can I say something real quick? Yes, the little girl. I forgot her name. The actress. Yeah. Well, we were talking about Charlie Sheen earlier. Yeah. Uh, she plays Martin Sheen's daughter on the West Wing. Okay. Okay. There you go. Tying it together. There you go, dude. Anyway, the line that he delivers to the ice cream truck, which terrifies the ice cream drivers. Hey, dude, how about a bottle pop? (laughs) 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 Just real intense. Like, he was, like, kind of just cool and calm. Like, you know, 43 hours a day, gotta be, you know, cool. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, just cool, help the girl with the cat. I think he probably did. Oh, he did the skateboard tricks. Yes, he yeah. shreds the gnar. He shreds the gnar, gives the kid the cool space skateboard, which then gets the ice cream. The kid, yeah, the Tries kid's to get like, the ice cream. The kid's like, really? And he's like, you don't want me to change my mind, do you? <laughs> <laughs> it looked like one of the hoverboards from Back to the Future that, too. Yeah. It looked cooler than that, to be quite honest. This one well, it had, had wheels, metal. Yeah, but it was. Well, it ta- I'm talking about Biff's Biff's hoverboard. Like, you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't remember Biff's hoverboard. Oh, what's well, cool? It's really it's cool. spiky. Yeah, he's the, he had the bad guy. Uh, um, I don't know. I only went to Universal Studios one time. I don't remember. You know what? You know what also happened in 1991? What? Back to the Future: The Ride. That's right. There you go. Tying it all together. I had a bad experience with that ride. Why? Did well, you go eat Doc Brown's fried chicken? No, I don't think they had that. That sounds good. Um, 
No, we went and uh, went all the way through the line. Mm-hmm. Probably stood in line for 30 minutes. And then in Doc Brown's introduction to the ride, he says the he says something like the ride. What's the 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 miles per hour? What's the speed? Eighty eight. Eighty eight. He said it's going to go eighty eight miles per hour, and I think it was more than that though for like the ride itself because it was like you know it was long like it wasn't just the instant travel. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what was happening on the ride. Maybe it was 88. Either way, I really thought this vehicle was going to go 88 miles per hour. And for some reason, right. I thought I was going to be thrown from the vehicle. <laughs> and they said they, they, they said something along the lines of, if, if you cannot handle being thrown around at speeds of 88 <laughs> miles per hour, yeah. please leave now. I was in fourth grade, and I was like, Charles. Yeah. We left. Damn, you didn't get to go on it. No, I did. I did turn did. around and go back on it. Okay. He was like, son. "How'd you like it?" He was like, "Son, you're not really gonna go 88 <laughs> miles per hour." And then you don't you, move it. And you then just I move side to yes, side. Yes. Then I yeah. got in there and realized that it doesn't move at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You sit in place the entire time. It's like a theater. Yep. I rode it the last week it was open. Yeah. I yep. can't believe. They, I mean, I can believe they closed it. I'm sure by now the the graphics. Well, now the Simpsons rides there and it's outdated. So. It was going to happen either way. Okay. What was going to happen next? But yeah, yeah, it was out. There should be a Family Guy ride at Disney World. They should do a whole, like, animation domination section. No, I've seen people talk about doing an animation domination section. They wouldn't wouldn't do it as well as me. Maybe. I'm not going to say it on the air. I would go if there were rides. If if you're going to do a Family Guy theme park, just do the Family Guy theme park by itself somewhere, you know? Because no, make a big. You can't do that. Cause you, well, because they only put a little no, bit. Of, <laughs> listen, listen. If well, you're only having a little bit of space at a fucking California adventure when you could have some crazy like investors from overseas with Seth MacFarlane talking about we're gonna do this giant fucking theme park. We'll do it in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> How many tickets? Okay, we already did that. It'll we did close. that with Hard Rock. Yeah. Exactly. In Hard Rock, that's what it. I'm going for. <laughs> no, if they did. Okay, a whole animation domination park. Then. Not just a section of a park. Like I feel like it'd be the so that'd be what Simpsons. Yeah, there's, there's, a, Sim- there's shows, a Simpsons. King there's the a Hill. Family Guy. There's a there's a Wonder Wharf for Bob's Burgers. You know, I feel like that'd be like the remember the uh, the New Jersey Mall. I can see a Bob's Burgers with the Nickelodeon mm-hmm. Park. I feel like it'd be like that. That's the, still there, I think. Who owns Bob's Burgers? That's, That's Fox. Fox. So mm-hmm. who is that right now? Disney. Disney. So I could I could see a Bob's Burgers thing. People, I think it's popular enough that people would go to a, maybe not an entire you know section of the park, but they a, do like a an attraction, a, a restaurant even. Yeah, they do a restaurant and a ride. You imagine if you? they opened a Bob's Burgers restaurant at Disney, people. No, I'd be down. They could do a Bob's Burgers restaurant people like would. how they have a Quickie Mart here. They should do. Yeah. That. Yeah. I feel like that. And then they would do like a. Like if Probably happened though. Like yeah. maybe like a, there's always like these crazy weird like, the like pop up things. Yeah, true. Yeah, we don't we don't get those, but I can see there being a Bob's Burgers pop up for like a month and they'll probably LA do like or something. the movies coming out, so they'll probably do one somewhere. Oh right, and we'll see it on the internet. I hope there's some. Kind that was of pro- neat. <laughs> I, it might just be because I'm hungry right now, but I really hope there's some good Bob's Burgers promotion where I can eat a 
Bob's Burger. You can eat an eighteen dollar regular burger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's on <laughs> Uber. Well. It's, it's going to be on Uber Eats. <laughs> yeah. Like Red Robin is going to disguise itself as Bob's Burgers. One like the slice week the movie of American cheese, lettuce, <laughs> tomato, onion. This sucks. Ketchup those, and mustard in packets. It's going to be the most bland you, shit Bob. you've ever had. <laughs> potato Lay's potato chips in the bag. Yeah. $18. $20 delivery fee. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd and his family are on top of the roof. Shep is uh, about to depart. He's taking the cool bounty hunter's cockroach ship. Cockroach. Uh, you know, I want to say, dude, you were really brave, brother. And yeah, you're not so bad either, Shep. <sighs> and they uh, part ways. Margie's tagging along. Yep. This is his. This is his. Um. Farewell. His goodbye. He says he doesn't do goodbyes, but yeah, he doesn't do goodbyes. At the end, he for a goodbye. That is resolved. Out of, shake, many, out of the many things that are resolved, that is one of them that he does do goodbyes just for Charlie. They shake hands, and they he goes on his way back to space. And then we're taken to Christopher Lloyd back on the road, that same damn traffic light. And he this says, time? but you know, this time, dude, I'm going to fucking shoot it with this gun. <laughs> and he shoots it, and he speeds around and stuff. And he's the hero of traffic for that day. They play that. Yeah, they play that. I thought that was a very strange William Tell overture. Yeah, but then it goes into that uh that that one song again. The nice place to live. Nice place to live song or something. Oh no, there's a song. There's a different song. Ramsey. There's like something about living in a paradise or something. Regardless, the film ends. General Souter is defeated. Shep Ramsey had his vacation. Christopher Lloyd sticks up for himself. He's a renewed man. He's a, yeah. Something will pop up with that architecture job. Yeah. Yeah, he quit his job. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he'll be a tinkerer. Maybe he'll find his true calling. Maybe he'll be uh, hanging up his clock in the bathroom one day and hit his head and Maybe. come up with the flux capacitor. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's yeah. from Back to the Future. Yeah, it's back. Yeah, I know. I've seen the movies. I just... Yeah, Christopher Lloyd was in Back to the Future. Yeah, he played Doc Brown. Dr. Have you ever Robert. seen RoboCop? Uh, yes. Robert Cop. Your move, creep. And that's uh, that's Suburban Commando. Woo! Wasn't that a great film? I liked it. I liked it. I liked it too. How many uh, muscle amplifier fires out of five would you guys uh, would you guys give it? For real, for real, dude. I gave it three. Yeah, it three. That's where I'm at. Yeah, well, I could I could see a three. Yeah. yeah. Three and a half if you've got kids around and you need to throw something on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. But this that, one you actually could show to kids. But, exactly. Uh, and it, and it's still funny to you. You know, you're still watching Hulk Hogan and, you know, you got Shelly Duvall. The one scene with Shelly Duvall uh, that Devin really liked is not... He really liked that part. Um, not really like it. No, no he was actually terrified. <laughs> actually, by he it, was uh, disgusted. Shelly Duvall in the fucking robe. It's so body. <laughs> I cannot believe. I, I wrote. I wrote to the, to wrote the FCC because <laughs> it was their fault. Uh, but as I was saying, even that portion of the film, you know, is tasteful. It's not overtly lewd. Mm-hmm. It's nothing that kids, you know, haven't seen in other movies. PG 
PG thirteen. NC seventeen. Yeah. Uh, Justin. There is blood though. For one I don't remember any blood. There's one moment. There's like green blood. Listen, oh, go there's ahead. one moment where shit, I don't remember what it's from. It might have been when he's fighting the bounty hunters. He gets wounded on his shoulder. Mm. That's right. There's a cut. And I uh, noticed that that was the only blood I Christopher saw. Christopher Lloyd's face was kind of cut up too. Ouchie. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, Justin, would you care to share uh, your doings? My doings? Yeah, what, like what you like to do sometimes. Um. Well, you know, I I haven't done anything creative lately. That was you're asking me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if yeah, you want. You know, just well, what am I going to plug right now? Before we yeah, close yeah, it up? yeah. You know. Um, you know, I've got my uh, like death industrial synth. Project, uh, Plague Gazer. I've done things with that. Uh, I haven't done anything lately. Recently, I've been getting back into gear with that. Just completely different from what I was doing, but I'm still probably going to operate under the same name. So it's a good name. Uh, yeah. You know, well, I already did stuff with it. So I figure I'm in Decibel Magazine, dude. Yeah, you were in Decibel Magazine. I know. So that's what that's why I want to keep it, you know. A decibel so, magazine featured artist. Yeah, I won't sure. I won't completely turn it around, but it'll be it'll be better than what I've done. So very cool play I mean, gazer. Th- thanks for having me having me on here. This was fun. This yeah, was I'm fun. glad we're we, gonna I, do it again. Any opportunity to talk about Shelly Duvall. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there will be a time I'd like to get you in here where we don't have like parameters and we just You can just talk. Just talk, just dude. Shoot. Yeah. Those are those are pretty fun. Uh, Devin. Yes. Okay, so this, if, when you're listening to this now, we just had a great time. We had a great time with Lunchbox Hero Penalty Box. It was so great, dude. It was such a good time. Yeah. And uh, Gordy uh, gives the best feet massage. Um, ben made this really great. Made a really good breakfast for us yeah, at his house. Big breakfast. Big breakfast. Yeah. The biggest breakfast I've ever had. Right. Um, it was pretty great. But Garrett was an asshole. Yeah. Well, they we didn't have to. Everyone knows that. Yeah, yeah. But well, we have another weekend coming up. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This would be, I guess, next week. Uh, April twenty second. We'll be back in Wilmington at Reggie's with Hyperloops, The Mongers, and Busted Radio. Then we'll be back at Island Bar on April twenty third with Colorblind Dinosaurs. A brevity and Spider Bucket again. Shout out to Spider Bucket. Spider Bucket's good. Spider Bucket is awesome. We're seeing, you know, he was he was awesome. They were awesome at the show. We just played with them, and we're glad we're going to play with them again. Then we will be in uh, Charleston at Tuolingua. I cannot find the flyer. Where the hell's the flyer? I will find it at some point, but I'm going to take a guess. It's a Tuolingua. Here. It's a Tuolingua. It is TV Moms. It mm-hmm. is us. It is never any ordinary. J Rock, J Rock's playing. There's another band. J- I cannot remember the band. J Rock, J Rock. Kind of got, kind of went over that. It's a nice place to live, dude. Charleston. <laughs> but yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah. So, come see us if you want. Sure, why not? Why not, brother? Uh, yeah. For more Windley Craft, follow at Windley underscore Band. Check out uh Windley Hub dot 
you know, next week we're going to see if dogs fly in uh, Mr. Nanny with our good pal uh, Anthony from Pro Wrestling Proverbs. Woo. Woo woo. woo, woo. And uh, yeah, uh, uh, stay chill those 23 hours of the day, brother. But, you know, fucking be loud that one hour, dude. Brother HH. Yeah. I know. Bye.